0: I read a good book a couple of years ago by a New York Times uh, author named Ross Douthis, and the book is called Bad Religion, How We Became a Nation of Heretics, which I do highly recommend, it was a great book. But one of his main conclusions at the end is that basically what we need today in the proclamation of the gospel to do what the shortest of all the Psalms tells us today to do, to go out to all the world and tell the good news, is that ultimately we need saints, people who live out the faith authentically. And one that he references in the conclusion of his book, and one that I think we're all kind of blessed that many of us lived at the same time as her. She passed away my sophomore year of high school. Is that great, powerful little Albanian nun who spent most of her time in India, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And of course, there's so many quotes from Mother Teresa and so many things that come, have, you know, we've heard from her and gleaned from her over the years. But I think probably my favorite of all of the quotes from Mother Teresa was one time, kind of like at the beginning of the gospel today, someone yells out to her, Mother Teresa, what do I have to do to save the world? And she turned around and said to them, go home and love your family. And I love that quote, because I think in some ways, you know, when you hear something like that, and maybe ask that sort of a question, it's like you almost expect an answer like, we need to form a foundation. You know, we've got to start an endowment. We have to make sure that we have this organization going and you know, getting these things going to get to the marginalized and all this. And the thing is, in those kind of big good works, obviously there's a place for them and they're necessary and there's a lot of things to get to. However, there are times when we can work so hard at like the big picture thing that we forget what our Lord is asking us to do right now. And quite frankly, the concrete right here, right now is usually a lot harder than the founding of a foundation to save the whole world. It's a lot tougher to go home and love your family, you know? I don't know about you, but I've always found this to be true, that the hardest people in the world to be patient with are those that we love the most, you know? Like, I can bump into someone at the grocery store, not a big deal at all. My brother slights me, kind of, and I am ticked off for like the next three weeks, you know? It's funny how those sort of things happen. And to love our family, to take care of the charity right there at home where it begins in the concrete way, that's not easy. And when you look at the gospel today, like I said, I think this is probably one of my favorite of all of the exchanges of our Lord in the gospels with someone else. You know, that big, broad question, Lord, will only a few people be saved? And our Lord's answer is so good. He doesn't come back with, yes, 57, you know? He doesn't say, well, just those who are from this time, this place, who belong to this particular group. He doesn't give us odds, right? He says something that is as direct and piercing and concrete for that person who yelled that out as it is for you and me. Strive to enter through the narrow gate. I mean, when you think about that, that can be the answer to you and to me every single day. It's like, hey, don't worry about everybody else. Go home and love your family. Strive to enter through the narrow gate. And when you think about someone like Mother Teresa, and the fact that she was doing just that all of the time, and in fact, in her, just like Ross Douthat pointed to, you, know, you can see that the glory of God spreads throughout the whole world. And if you go back and read that first reading again from the prophet Isaiah, about the Lord gathering in the nations of every language, that it, you know, the chosen people were meant to bring the good news to all people, all of these people coming in, Well, how do they get attracted by that glory? It's by seeing it lived out in other people. And once again, to look at the daily example of Mother Teresa, yes, seeing Christ in the poorest of the poor, getting up every day and spending hours with our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, and then going out there and loving him in her sisters and in the people that she was around. And then, you know, as her fame sort of spread after what the British author Malcolm Muggeridge kind of discovered her and the whole world gets to see her, as she is striving to love our Lord, that glory is spreading out all over the place. Was it easy for her? No. And as you read about her life and see what she went through and the difficulties, you can see that she had to keep picking up and striving to go as well, But she wasn't doing it all on her own. She was following our Lord. And I'll tell you to bring up another big quote that's at least attributed to Mother Teresa. It's like, okay, well, striving, what does that mean? Is it just going home and loving your family? Well, here's this nice little litany. And I'll tell you, I heard it for the first time at our graduation this year when our wonderful principal, Aaron Brinkley, read it to our graduates. And it's now hanging on our wall in the school. And it goes like this, and I think it's a good way to sort of think about how we might go about striving every day. It says this People are often unreasonable, illogical, and self centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and frank, People will try to cheat you, be honest anyway. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight, build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous of you, be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten by tomorrow, do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough, give your best anyway. You see in the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. And I think to look at that within the context of how we're called to go out there and tell the good news to all the world, that we are called, you and me, today, to strive. To strive to do all those things that we get in that beautiful little litany, to be kind, to be honest, to forgive, to keep striving to build up, even though we know there's all sorts of stuff around us. And it's so tempting to just kind of say, look at leader X, fill in the blank, be they from government whatever or church in whichever place. Yeah, there's a lot of fallenness out there. There's a lot of bad things going on. Strive anyway. And when you think about someone like Mother Teresa, that example that she had and that proclaiming of the glory of God, that it is real, that it is tangible, that it is possible, that she lived and, yes, was disciplined by our Lord, as we heard about in the second reading, but she kept going. And that had such an incredible effect. And as we go out there day by day, yes, we may have some challenging relationships. We may have some difficult encounters with various people. It may be hard not maybe, it is hard to go out there and bear our cross and follow our Lord and live it out out there. But you know what? You never know what your striving may do for some other person. The example that you give in striving to follow Christ each day, to know that he's with you, to be an authentic disciple, to keep striving, you may be the example that that other person needs. But the big thing is, Don't ask the question, Lord, will they possibly be saved? You know what? In the end, that's between them and God anyway. Ultimately, what we're called to do is to follow our Lord. And remember, the very one who says in this gospel, strive to enter through the narrow gate. Remember where we are at this point in the gospel of Luke. The opening sentence tells us once again, Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. He's on his death march. He's on his way to the cross. He knows what's coming. He knows as he gets there, he's going to be abused. He's going to be accused of things. He's going to be spat upon. He's going to lay down his life on the cross and everyone is going to abandon him and run away. But he does it anyway. And ultimately, that same Lord is the same one who pours out his blood for us in this Eucharist, who gives us his life, who shows us what it is to strive, and gives us his very self so that we can keep going. He gives us his grace, his life, and even though there will be challenges after we receive him and go out there, we got to get out there and strive anyway. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.